Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code Wrestling2XPod. Again, the code Wrestling2XPod. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. I said, give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zane. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to Stan, Ro, Chino, and Camos on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> You are listening to and watching the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Ro Moran, and Chino Liao all checking in for this week's live show. So for this week, uh, we, we were already talking about it on social media, but just so you know what to expect, we're predicting Clash of Champions. That's happening on Monday, Manila time. We are also going to be talking about uh, Road Warrior Animal, who uh, sadly passed away just last night. Uh, we're probably going to be talking about some rumors like Melina supposedly having re-signed with WWE and Retribution. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, we're predicting Clash of Champions. Yeah. Yes. We, we have said that, Chino. Okay. <laughs> oh, na, na internet explorer moment. Ka lang. <laughs> Okay, Uh, before we get started, uh, of course, if you want to chime in on everything we're talking about for tonight, you can comment Sakumu. Chino is monitoring that. You can comment on Facebook, Ro, and I can see that. And if you want to have Camus back on the podcast, you know what to do. Just hit him up at Caveman Camus. Bring him back to the podcast, all right? Okay, Uh, let's start off with the saddest piece of news that came came into the world of wrestling over the last 24 hours, and that's the passing of Road Warrior Animal, a.k.a. Joseph Laurinaitis. Um, Yeah, um, somebody said in the comment section that the bright side is that he's finally reunited with Hawk 17 years after Hawk passed away. Uh, Are are there already any details about Animal's passing? I can't even tell if it's from COVID or whatever have you. Uh, all I'm going to say is that 60 is way too young. My, my own parents are only just over 60. So, mas bata si Animal sa kanila by a few. And if he can go that early, man, I shudder to think uh, who else can go that early. But uh, as far as I know, I don't think he lived a uh, wild and exciting life the same way Hawk did. So, I don't know what happened there. Uh, I'm really going to miss Animal. Uh, the Legion of Doom or the Road Warriors, whichever team, uh, whichever name you know the team by, are truly iconic in the world of wrestling. They were the first of their kind, I would like to think. Um, acts that followed on later, like 
the ro- uh, demolition, uh, the ascension, even the authors of pain, a- any big man tag team that you are familiar with, Viking right Raiders, now, Viking Raiders, uh, are a direct byproduct of their style back in the day. Yeah, um, I I wasn't old enough to watch the Road Warriors or the Legion of Doom in their heyday. Anything I've seen of them, I only know from the video games. Because there was a time when the Road Warriors were actually uh, downloadable and playable as so a SmackDown versus Raw series. Um, I do remember Animal Best from that uh, run in the twilight of his career in the SmackDown show when he tried to go with Heidenreich and reform uh, the LOD. So that was pretty fun. Um, I, I'll never forget the Doomsday device. I think if there's one tag team finisher, it's my favorite. Ko. It's the Doomsday device. Sobrang angas lang talaga eh. And uh, to see two behemoths like Hawk and Animal execute that move. Grabe. Uh, it, what, what more, diba? If it, if it was like a more, uh, a, a slimmer team, a more light team that was actually doing that. Pero siyempre, it wouldn't have that impact if it wasn't two giant dudes uh, pulling off the Doomsday device. And then siyempre, um, the theme song and their intro, diba? even though si- voice si Hawk and yung What a Rush, but you, you think of them both. You think of Hawk and Animal when you hear the words What a Rush. And uh, you know, th- there really is no rush for us because it's a, it's a big loss in the world of wrestling. Yes, um, I do remember them growing up as part of the pre-Attitude era of the WWE. Just before the Attitude era kicked in, you had guys teaming with the Road Warriors or the Legion of Doom, as they were come to know. To be known in the WWE, you had guys like Ahmed Johnson as they took on the early incarnations of the Nation of Domination. And from there on, you can actually see how respected and revered they were in the world of not just tag team wrestling, but wrestling in general. Um, I feel like Animal in the latter part of his years, started his retirement, is it the best example of Animal the Road Warrior? Um, because his matches from way back in his short run in Japan um, to his early WCW NWA days to the WWE in the 90s are just enough to elicit a sense of awe to uh, a, an audience member. Okay? I remember the name Road Warrior being synonymous with, with Mad Max and how they elicited that same reaction. They were a Mad Max gimmick. That's what you that's what that's where the Road Warriors actually came from. And to have something like the Thunderdome exist now, can't you can't help but think that it was influenced by them in some way or fashion. Nobody knows this, but uh the Legion of Doom or the Road Warriors were also a, uh, one of my pegs for my team with Max in MSG. Uh, we're not definitely as big as them. We're not even maybe the biggest in PWR tag team division, right? But I've always wanted to be that kind of brutal tag team to bring that brutal style in a division where everyone was more uh, agile, more high flying, even sometimes. So uh, you can see how far the influence of these guys are even in a generation, even on a generation that didn't really see them in their heyday. Yeah, and it really says a lot about yung influence talaga nila. Uh, just um, 
you know, uh, the impact, the legacy that the Road Warriors have had. So, you know, uh, th- there's no easy way to close out a topic like this other than to say rest in power, Animal. Rest in power, Hawk. And, you know, for, for all of the memories, thank you so much. What a rush, indeed. All right, uh, before we get to us taking a big old dump on retribution, Chino, shout out to the people who Kumu. Yes, a lot of people are sending us love on Kumu. Saying what's up to MJ Lapos. Thanks for the halo halo, MJ. Also, what's up, thank MJ? You to Landstan Ong, who not only sent us a lechon, he sent us an NFC Sampagita, he sent us a bunch of halo halos. Still, halo halos coming from Landstan Ong. Oh my god, he is now flooding the feed. Gomez, he sent a Carlita hello our way as well. Thank you for all of that. Also, a lot of guys are sharing their thoughts on Road Warrior Animals. Sabadi Jebregala, he is actually now with um, Hawk. And and their manager, Paul Ellering, is the same guy who managed AOP. Yes, we we forgot to mention that. Uh, Paul Ellering actually also played a part in the Road Warriors' career. Um, Also, Alvin Nello says that he was watching some of their matches last night. Their tag team went against the Godwins. Yes, that was some good 90s wrestling right there. Also, he watched their match from WrestleMania, the one with Sonny. Yes, I vaguely remember that, but yes, that was an actual thing. Thank you guys for sending your thoughts our way. Please continue to show your love and support while we dismantle this ridiculous gimmick called Retribution. All right. Hi, didn't I get JK? Bahama left out see JK. It's a Facebook dementia. So, hi, JK. All right. Uh, okay. Where do we start with Retribution? Sorry, so Stevie Pala is on here. Stevie from the Geeky Ones is yeah. Here. He was here getting the fuck. He was here getting the fuck. And saying that he's trying to figure out this app by Sunday. So I don't know what's happening on Sunday, but yes, good job, Stevie. Okay, let's start with the retribution. Um, they finally signed the WWE contracts. That was the storyline for this week, and uh, they three of them have names. We've seen some of their faces, and it's pretty much obvious who they are under the masks. I think uh, only people who really don't watch NXT and have no idea that any wrestling outside of Raw and SmackDown exists, sila lang siguro yung mga hindi nakaka-recognize sa Retribution. So, you've got the big guy, that's Dijak. Uh, he shaved his head bald, now he looks like Bane from Batman. Uh, he's I now known as that. T-Bar. <laughs> I respect that, because at least him, uh, si Dijak, uh, he actually changed his look so that, you know, he's cutting us obvious as the others. And what, what about si Slapjack, si, uh, who's supposedly Shane Thorne? Hindi mo mamukhaan kasi wala siyang hockey mask talaga eh. So he looks like Wild Dog to me from uh, the DC Comics. And then there's uh, Mace, who is um, widely believed Yo to be Dio Madden, yeah. former, uh, former Raw commentator. And then you've got the two women na medyo halata na yung isa is Mercedes Martinez and the other is Mia Yim. I think it's more obvious that it was Mia Yim because of the blue hair, and and Mia's mask was actually falling yeah. off. I don't know if you guys watched that segment, but when she was trying to, giant. <laughs> no, her mask was falling off. As in, you know, so even with the with the face paint or with whatever makeup she was wearing, so she was trying to push the mask back up and all that. So okay, the names are ridiculous. They're really ridiculous. Slapjack, T Bar, and Mace. Like especially if you know who they are already, why can't they just go by their names, right? I, I don't understand it. 
Why, why, okay, I'll make the same argument for why can't Eric be Ray, Rome, uh, Raymond Rowe? Why can't Ivar be, uh, what's his name? Hanson, it's like it's a thing that WWE tries to avoid for the sake of copyright. Uh, they want to be able to hold something on these guys when they Here's make the their problem, big- though, Chino. Uh, Dijak is already Dominic Dijakovic. That's a WWE name. Outside WWE, he was Donovan Dijak. Shane oh, okay. Thorne is also a WWE name. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I don't mind the name so much because, oh, it's a new gimmick. You got to get new names. That's fine. It's totally fine. Uh, what's, what's the point of naming Adam Copeland or Sexton Hardcastle Edge, right? Edge is such a goofy name for, uh, for a WWE wrestler, right? So I don't really mind that as much. My bigger issue is the fact that these guys were trying to destroy WWE from outside and then WWE goes and signs them to contracts <laughs> for what reason exactly when they were the ones trying to, uh, you know, start stare some shit up yeah. in the company. So a logical loophole. He's an, he's an equally big logical loophole. So they get on the mic and they rail against WWE, the system, and the current superstars who are all consumed by greed. But by signing contracts with WWE, it's like greedy in retribution because they're uh-huh. taking WWE money to be part of the same system. So what's that? Why are they so hypocrite? No, if, if ano I were WWE... What's that? That's it. And then other, uh, the other thing is, if I were WWE, why is my first act to accommodate these guys and give them a job when I should be suing them for property? Oh, because you have power, right? And, and you, sur- you surrendered for no reason, right? You gave in to their demands for no reason because you, you, you were in the high ground, right? And then for some reason, ah, okay, that's okay, I'm Why? Yeah, let's give them a graphic, let's give them entrance yeah. music, let's, <laughs> let's give, give them, them airtime. Let's give you them get cool three segments ass. on Raw. Three seconds on Raw. I actually have uh, a legal loophole for you know that could possibly explain why WWE signed Retribution. So if they were not signed, because any uh, any physical action that the WWE wrestlers might take on the Retribution guys would be cause maybe for a lawsuit. <laughs> Kumbaga, uh, unless uh, WWE signs Retribution and you know brings them under the umbrella, and at that point. They are open, you know, open to being physically attacked by uh, the WWE employees without, you know, without fear of any uh, consequence, of any legal consequence. But of course, nobody ever thought about that. Uh, nobody ever thinks that. They just, uh, they just, you know, decided to give that storyline reason because uh, they couldn't think of anything else. No, Ro, to be fair, see Byron Saxon on commentary, he actually said that because oh. Retribution has WWE contracts, then they can do whatever they want. So I think that was their that way of saying sense. that. No, no, no. That was their, I guess, yeah. I'm guessing, this is me putting two and two together on my own. That, that was their way of saying that uh, because they've got contracts, now they can hit people and get hit in return. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the other thing there is, uh, if a w- if a normal WWE employee tried to do that, you know, do whatever they want, they'd be escorted out by security all the same. Right? Like, right. like what happened to Big E on SmackDown last week. He tried yeah. to do anything he wanted to shame us, but uh, Adam Pierce had him escorted out anyway. So, dumpalang, uh, sobrang malina rin yung logic, internal logic nila. 
Alam mo ba? Right. Kasi stacked out yun eh. <laughs> 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 Smackdown is his own brand, man. Alam mo ba you're trying to bring Smackdown into Raw no. world? Yun, no, yun, yun pa. Retribution was attacking Smackdown. <laughs> And Adam Pearce is on both shows. Yeah. And Retribution attacked SmackDown, more importantly. So, bakit ngayon Raw na lang ina-attack nila? Nasaan yung logic doon? Ito pa. Yung okay, nagsistep I... up ngayon to defend WWE's honor against Retribution is the Hurt Business, which yep. is a heel faction. So, okay lang sana kung meron silang parang redeeming qualities, di ba? Pero hindi. You're, you're booking them as a group who's doing this to get paid, number one. And number two, when they're not dicking around with Retribution, they're dicking around this na Apollo Crews. Yeah. So healed din sila. So like, if I'm the fan, why am I supposed to root for the Hurt Business when they're being mean towards Ricochet and Apollo Crews? Yeah, it doesn't make sense when you don't really establish retribution as someone to hate on. Like, uh, their motives are in the gray area. So they're not deliberately healed. So by going up, uh, by having the Hurt Business go up against them, they're not immediately faced, or we're not given a real credible reason to cheer them on as faces kasi hindi naman sila karumal hindi naman karumal duman yung retribution mismo Chino, I know you have a lot of thoughts on that based on the rumors and innuendo you've read but before we get to that let's check out some of the other shows on Podcast Network Asia like this one Hi mga macho at sexy chismosa ako nga pala si Mokoy ang inyong corporate slave at ako nga pala si Ingo ang inyong corporate lackey Nabalitaan niyo na ba yung pinakabagong chismis? Nandito na kami ngayon sa Podcast Network Asia. Oo nga, kaya samahan niyo kami sa longest. Longest? Running. Ay, yung pinakamahaba? Comedy podcast sa buong Pilipinas. Di ba ba longest? Yung pinakamahaba? Oo, oh, maraming tayong pinakamahaba. Ang macho chismisa. Dahil ang tunay na macho, chismoso. Pag longest ba, tayo rin yung pinakamatigas. Right, yeah, I think I feel, be, yeah, sorry, sorry, Chino, go, go, go. Okay, I feel like this also leads the rumors that Retribution um, is going to face the hurt business plus two females um, when Survivor Series rolls around. Uh, remember, that's around the corner, and they have yeah, almost yeah. a complete lineup for both the men's side. are two females for the hurt business. The rumor that si- I is well, not necessarily the Hurt Business going up against them on Survivor Series, but uh, Team Raw in general. And I don't understand why Raw is not Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is also going to be used as an excuse for that, to put the Hurt, to put the, sorry, to put Retribution into a Survivor Series type of match, right? So that yeah. instead of having the brand supremacy deal which they've done before they're just gonna use this to roll um, the dice on but have like yeah. actual heels to to face against now where smackdown and nxt fall in that scenario uh, i don't know i want to zoom out here and i want to talk about ito mga insurgent groups in wwe's history because the retribution gimmick is not new diba? Uh, before retribution you had the, uh, the shield before you had the shield you had the nexus and before the Nexus, he had some form of invasion storyline then with uh, the Alliance, diba? Yeah. So um, this is not new, pero I guess over the last decade, very consistent na yung outsiders, they're railing on the same thing. When the Nexus came in, they were railing against the system. When the Shield came in, they were railing against the system. And then Retribution's uh, here now, and they're also railing against the system. So 
I guess my question is, can you still write a storyline like this where you have an insurgent group where they don't necessarily have to be fighting against the system? Okay, I'm going to start here. Uh, when Retribution was first a thing, I figured that they could have been something special, especially in the wake of you know Black Wednesday. Um, they could have uh, been the kind of group that railed against the system uh, that fired a bunch of uh, wrestlers that didn't deserve to be fired at all. Uh, they could have railed against how you know the corporation is hoarding all this money and can't even support the wrestlers that need it. It could have been it could have gone in that direction. But of course, with Vince being Vince, with capitalism being capitalism, I didn't really have high hopes for that. I didn't really think that Vince would pull the trigger on something like that at all, especially if it's gonna make him look really bad. So at that point, Narita is gonna so what is the what is the entire point of having this outsider group attack at all? So it's like the the so-called anonymous trying to hack uh, PLDD on Twitter. Parang, okay, you're here to be uh, vocal and shit, but you're not really saying anything, and there's really no reason for you to be here. So it's all just a bunch of empty posturing. Uh, at this point, answering your question, could we, uh, could we write an insurgent group without having to rail against the system? No, I don't think so, as long as the people holding the book which is to say writing the stories and all that are actually entrenched in the system. So I don't think it's something that we can see in any of our lifetimes. I feel like nowadays, more than ever, it's more prevalent for us to rail against the system. In the real world where we live and move around it, you see injustices left and right. So as a writer, you want to write something that's relatable to people. You want to write something that people can grab on to early on and what better way to do that than to have somebody fight the power so to speak you know mm -hmm. that's why it's been such a popular trope all throughout because they in turn end up going from heels to anti-heroes of sort about you run through all your examples that is that's exactly uh, where the arc ends about shield started out as hired guns and then became uh faces you look at the you, you look, go as far back as DX, as NWO, right? in the many incarnations that these factions have had, their whole point was to fight the power in whatever way, shape, or form that takes. So I feel like it's a pretty um, vital trope. It's a trope that makes wrestling grounded and relatable. I think the problem I, here yeah, is that, sorry, sorry. sorry. I'll just go ahead. Uh, uh, I think the problem here is that we saw right through retribution pretty quickly. Um, we have a lot of time. We have a lot of anger going uh, in ourselves because of everything that's happening around the world, uh, no matter where you look at. So we were wanting something that really had some something to you know sink our teeth into, and it was pretty clear early on that retribution was just not it. And yeah, that's why it's flopping uh, pretty hard right now. Yeah, I just feel are... bad for the people involved, dude. I, I, I just feel so bad because I like Dijak. I like Mia you know, I love these guys. I want to see them succeed. And they're, yeah, they're being given TV time, but I don't think they're being put in a position where they can succeed. If and when Retribution ends, san pupulutin tong mga to? And these are not jabronis. These are wrestlers who are actually very, very good. On that note, uh, 
as uh, you mentioned, Sensor the Pupuluten, you feel bad to these guys. Um, it's really, uh, we, we've seen a, uh, a rumor float, o- float up over the week uh, that said that a bunch of people backstage in the locker rooms who are not involved with the retribution stories are feeling pretty bad about the entire angle. Because uh, it sucks. I, I think you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to be anti-WWE to know that it sucks and everyone knows it. So it's a bunch of hardworking guys out here living their WWE dreams saddled with a terrible angle. So I don't know. I saw this conspiracy theory just before we got on to Kumu that said they might actually use Retribution to face off against NXT come Survivor Series and use that momentum so that NXT can beat AEW in the ratings war. Now, if that's the case, it's very WWE to do. But they're going to bury five new phases just so Vince McMahon can be petty in the ratings. (laughs) And at the same time, I don't see how that's actually worth it. Like, well, how is that worth it resource-wise? You're wasting five incredible talents just so you have your your brand to beat out AEW, if, if that is indeed the case. Yeah, it's really dumb. So I want to end this by asking you what your retribution name is, guys. <laughs> uh, I, I, I shared the link with Ro and Chino in our private group chat. And we're going to be following this thing we saw on PPW's page, Parody Pro Wrestling. So you pick the month you were born, and then you pick the number or the day in the month in which you were born, and that is your retribution name. Okay, Ro. Okay, mine is Hammer Slash. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Chino? What's your retribution name? Do we have the sense of humor of a five-year-old now? (laughs) <laughs> I'm playing along. Uh, my my retribution name is Mace Butts. Okay, good to know. No, the problem with this even is you can't even make a good joke about it because uh, it's not even consistent in a theme in real life. Like when you when you look at Mace, Slapjack, and T Bar, like what are they even? I mean, if you were to play code names, how would you group them together? <laughs> Parang sa nineties edgy alternative rap group. <laughs> you know, in the nineties they had ridiculous uh, rap names, diba? <laughs> Yeah, so I'm pretty. Sure, I'm pretty sure that's where they got the inspiration from. Think of the most maangas thing and add a letter to it. That's it. That's how you come up with a name. <laughs> I'm telling you, Edge is a retribution name, <laughs> Death J. <laughs> or, or killer killer F. That's that's your fucking retribution name right there. Um speaking of a lot of guys are sounding off in the Kumu section. See Stevie more specifically said, so edgy. I thought we were in 2000. <laughs> Which makes so much sense. Did you see those masks? I don't metal core uh, uh, slipknot. More Billy Vanilli than NWA. That's what Stevie says. So it's again very ridiculous. To be fair, at least he Corey Taylor and then updated the shy keeps with the times. I mean, I just saw him on TV earlier. He was um debuting a song on NXT. So at least he's um moved to the times, unlike whoever's booking this retribution angle. 
All right, uh, let's go to Clash of Champions now. Got to talk about that. That pay-per-view is happening Monday, Manila time. Uh, I think your kickoff is on as early as like 6 a.m. Philippine time or 7 a.m. So I'm running down the card right now on another tab, and there are nine matches. So all the championships on the main roster are, uh, are on the line. New Cruiserweight Championship is not on this year's card because it's now officially part of NXT. Unlike last year, where the Cruiserweight Championship was still contested at Clash of Champions. So let's go through the card one by one, and then let's uh, talk a little bit about the story in as we go along. All right? Let's start off with a kickoff match for the Raw Women's Championship. It's Asuka versus Zelina Vega. It's sudden. Like, um, if you thought that the Iconics breaking up was very random and sudden, but then yung Zelina Vega breaking away from Garza and Andrade, who at one point were no longer a tag team and then now are a tag team again. So this is really weird, and I don't think Zelina has a chance here. Yeah, uh, I don't understand what's happening here with Zelina and even you know Andrade and Garza, but obviously they put it in the pre-show so that Asuka can have a quick win. Yeah, I think that's exactly what's happening here. They're going to make Asuka look strong so that whoever she faces next might be maybe Peyton Royce, maybe somebody else down the line, can actually look just as strong against her. I say Asuka. Yeah, Oscar for all of us. All right, let's move on. United States Championship, Bobby Lashley will be defending against Apollo Crews. What are the chances that Retribution appears and costs Bobby Lashley the championship? Uh, I I don't think think so. Okay, go ahead. Retribution appears, but I don't think they, they cost Bobby the championship. I think mas malaki yung chance na sumali ng retribution si Apollo. <laughs> they do that. They do that. That figure book. The figure book of death spot. And then they say, "Surprise! I'm not part of the hurt business." I think that's a bigger thing to happen in this fucking retribution business. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I think Bobby Lashley retains just because mas maangas din yung hurt business if at least one of them is a champion. Okay. Right. Next, you've got the Street Profits defending against Andrade and Garza again. Oh my! Oh my God! Sana manalo na sila, please. Oh my! Sana manalo sila. I mean, nothing against the Street Profits, but I am so tired of just the tag team division looking the same way for the past what three, four months now. Yeah, the Street Profits have been champions for half a year now. Yep, that's true. I was thinking about. I was thinking about why the shows look the same with all the same matches happening every week. And I realized that even with the NXT call-ups, the problem is they fired way too many guys to have a deep roster that could, you know, rotate every other week or so. So now they're relying on the same matchups uh, week in and week out. And obviously, the crowd is going to get tired of it no matter how much they love WWE. Anyway... Uh, for this match, I wanted either of two things to happen. I wanted uh, Dominic and Umberto Carrillo to you know, be the number one contender just so we have something new. Or have Shelton and MVP challenge for the Tag Team Championships. But oh, we don't have any of that. So I'm stuck here hoping that Andrade and Garza win the championships. 
Yeah, I mean, it would be nice. It would be interesting, Siguro, if Garza, Andrade, and Zelina all walk out with championships after Clash of Champions. But I doubt that's happening. So the least I can hope for is that the Street Profits finally drop the titles. Para lang may change of pace. Okay, next, uh, let's finish the raw, uh, raw side of the card here. Women's Tag Team Championships. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus the Riot Squad. Isa pa to. I mean, I know it's an okay, it's it's a few that exists, but who really believes that Ruby Wright and Liv Morgan can defeat Nia and Shayna? Nobody. That's why. Nobody. That's why they won't win. I mean, yeah, that's why they win. Placeholder lang naman sila for whoever comes along, whoever that may be. They're, they're, because Nia and and Shayna are early in their tag team championship run. Well, the team who had it previously to them were the Golden Royal models, and they held on to those belts for a long time. So it's still pretty early to tell who the actual next challengers will be. For this match, I feel like they're just going to use it to prop both Basler and Jax up. Right. All right. Gotcha. Hey, we're saying what's up to Martin all the way from Brazil and to friend of the podcast, DJ Leo. Or hey, Leo. should I say, Master Leo? <laughs> Slickmaster. Hey, Slickmaster Slick is now. Yeah. Hey. Uh, shout out to Slickmaster, guys. What's up, fellas? Good to see you here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast live stream. Okay, just to round out the raw side of things, there's an ambulance match for the WWE Championship between Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. I think Drew wins this just so he has that convincing win against Orton, then he moves on to Keith Lee or whoever. Yep, that's pretty much what's happening. Sure. I'm, I'm gonna raise. I'm gonna raise the stakes and say, Drew McIntyre is gonna claymore Randy Orton into the ambulance. Sure. Like oh, that's, that's not far fetched. Yeah, so I far-fetched, feel like that's though. a spot that can happen. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's go to the SmackDown side of things and start off with the triple threat ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. I thought these match fresh. Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn. This I'm actually excited for this. Yeah. Sorry, I'm actually excited for this. Um, I can't really tell who wins, but I'm actually looking forward to this match. I'm pretty sure somebody jumps off something ridiculous, like like Jeff jumps off a twenty foot ladder or something, and then crashes onto like five tables. Jeff Hardy signed a new uh, two to three year contract with WWE. And he said he was gonna bring back no more words. Fagmero ng crowd of it. So you better not let him down when when that happens. For this one though, I think they're gonna stretch out the Jeff Hardy Championship reign a little more. I think this is the first match on the card, and uh, I'm not entirely sure which way is gonna go. So I'm gonna call Jeff Hardy here. Ego Chino. I want to say Sami Zayn. Just, just cause because he's yeah, been sure. making a strong case for himself, being the, saying, eh? for the real becoming the real champion. The he never lost a title, blah, 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 whatever. Right? So it, it feels like it's a win that he he uh, weasels his way into, like yeah, kind of like the first time. Yeah, right. Like Hardy dives off something ridiculous, pushes Hardy away, pins AJ. Uh, that that's your finish, right? Something like yeah. Sami Zayn is the strongest character of these three. Like he's the biggest personality of the three of them. And I think that the Intercontinental Championship is at a place where a really magnetic character can elevate it. And I think Sami's the guy, so that's why I'm making the Sami pick. I get where you're I coming think, from, Doro. 
I know. I, I think uh, Sammy is the guy. That's why they're slotting him in that spot against Jeff for a few more, few more months, maybe. I don't know what they're gonna do with AJ after this. Oh my! I, I feel like AJ's just happy being where he's at right now. So if he has to eat the pain. But Paul Heyman is on the same show. And oh, Paul sorry. Heyman is on the same show. <laughs> oh, we'll yeah. get to that later. Okay, uh, next up, SmackDown Tag Team Championships are on the line. Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura defend against the Lucha House Party. So, di pa natin alam which of the three will be representing Lucha House Party. Uh, the Lucha House Party is imploding, so expect uh, Cesaro and Nakamura to win this one and further ex- escalate the implosion of the Lucha House Party. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's sad to see. Well, actually, you know what? I'm not sad that the Lucha House Party might break up. Um, because while we I are am. losing... <laughs> well, while we, tag team division. Well, yes, while we are losing another tag team, you also get great singles action from Kalisto again. And I, lo- I, I love him as a singles wrestler. Gonna, yeah, so do I. So maybe we get that. Ito, out of left field. Kasi wala si Kamos. Ako nalang magiging Kamos. What if... Si Grand Metalik pala yung heel. Siya yung Seth Rollins nila. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's that like would be the day. No? Like that would be the day. <laughs> Tapos nag-sprack siya, pari. Oh my God. Okay, let's move on. Women, uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. It's Bailey versus Nikki Cross. Uh, I'm calling for Alexa slash Fiend shenanigans. And that's gonna cost Nikki the title, uh, the title match. So Bailey, paren. Yeah, Bailey, paren. Bailey, paren. Do you think you guys yeah. think uh, Alexa is turning heel? Because Bray isn't necessarily heel right now. So does that mean she'll be feuding with Nikki eventually? Although we're gonna get what two another best friend, uh, best friend feud. I'm not putting that beyond the WWE, honestly. I mean, hello, you're talking to the same guys who. Sorry, let me just say I like where Alexa Bliss is going with this character though. Yes, she became the uh, girl in the fridge. But at the same time, I kind of see how she's turning into somebody with Stockholm Syndrome of sorts. Finally, getting Harley Quinn, and not just with the way she styles her hair now, but in the way that she's enamored by this sadistic figure of sorts. You know, so if 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 you have somebody who is so disillusioned by another person. It makes for a kind of compelling character. You know, I was gonna say, what if si Nikki Cross yung magiging heel, because she's so upset that Alexa is now so, uh, so enamored with Bray Wyatt, uh, she got all jealous and stuff, and then she decided to attack Alexa afterward. I would actually like to see that. That would be a change that isn't, you know, isn't expected at all. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I like it, but then again, we're giving too much credit to the people. Named somebody T bar. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. T bar. Okay, uh, let's round it up with 
the Universal Championship match between Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. Obviously, I think Roman wins this. Uh, but I like the story. For some reason, uh, th- there's something about the way that Roman has been acting that's sobrang captivating. Particularly nitong last SmackDown where sobrang plastic niya kay Jey. Especially towards the end. Parang, yeah, smile, smile, hug, hug, bro. Bro, bro, whatever. And then pagkatalikod ni Jey, si Roman just sneering and all angry in the background. Edgy. Dadabog. <laughs> yeah, you know what I like? How they're both giving Roman a new look and Jey Uso the spotlight. Because it gives somebody new attention and it also solidifies this new Roman look. Roman Reigns also teased on an interview online and he said he might come out to a new look, right? He's had the same look for the past, for the for the remainder of his career, right? Swap vest or t-shirt, plus pantalon, and he says he might shake things up a bit. You know what? Not, not drastically, but a bit. Right? So that's at least something to look forward to especially since Roman is trying to grow an edge on him. I never actually thought that an Uso would could possibly become a single star. All that took was a Roman Reigns heel turn and, you know, the injury to the other Uso. So they're, make, <laughs> they're really making the most out of this, and I love it. Yeah, not uh, even a DUI sense. could make that happen. <laughs> not even a DUI. It's a heel turn with Roman Reigns. Okay, so that's it. Those are our Clash of Champions predictions. Let us know what you think at Wrestling Pod on Twitter, at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. Uh, before we get to this next batch of Kumu shoutouts, we have to talk about Aliyah Mysterio because everybody's been commenting on the feed so far. Uh, there are people in the comments who are saying that this is a borderline predatory story. Uh, I think it's very silly, especially with Seth saying that, Ray, you are not the father. Hello, yeah, to we all do that. Called- you all do yeah. that already. You all do that. I like how they did it, though. It it just it just solidifies how they pay attention to canon, right? It's not something that got buried like the hacker or whatever else. <laughs> no, I, I don't like it because they're slut shaming Angie now. No, huh? no. Because oh, in a way, yeah, well, they're looking slut shaming Angie. Eddie. No, yeah, when, when, when you say that Aaliyah isn't Ray's kid, Eddie sabi mo na Angie sleeps around, and that's why Ray doesn't have biological wait, kids. Wait, si Dominic yung ano? Si Dominic, de ba? Si Dominic. No, sinabi niya. Sinabi niya na Aaliyah. What if, uh, what if she's not your daughter? Sinabi niya. What if? Yeah. That's just a dick. That's just a dick. But I mean, Seth is a dick. He's playing. He's playing that role, de ba? Regardless of how it brushes all people wrong. If it brushes you wrong, then he's done his job. Exactly. Sure, that's, what I, sure. right? that's what a heel is supposed to do. Right? If it crosses a line, then congrats to you, Seth Rollins. You're a good heel. No, uh, my take on this whole thing is that I don't think, for one, I don't think there is a legit beef between Seth and Murphy. I think, uh, I think they're playing this up to distract the Mysterios you know, and to let their guard down. And I think the whole interaction between Murphy and Aaliyah is not real on Murphy's part. So expect uh, someone to turn on someone. Uh, rumors are saying that Aaliyah could possibly turn on the family. And uh, or better, better, I'm really thinking that uh, Murphy is going to turn on her and and actually say, uh, and they're going to actually come out and say, uh, we were just, you know, messing with y'all. 
I just want the storyline to mercifully end. And I know I'm not the only one. I've been seeing it's a comments not in a people are tired of this story. People feel like this is dragging on way too long. And I it think sure I is. now understand what fans of the Provinciano have felt for years. What, what if this was the reason Rey Mysterio took so long to resign with the WWE? Like, what if he added a clause on there that said, Kailangan artista yung anak ko. And creative was like, let's see what we can do with this, right? Yeah, like, uh, the, the rumor is saying, for those who uh, don't understand Chino's reference, the rumors are saying that Aliyah is actually in the WWE to be a, to be an actress, not to be a wrestler as what others are speculating. Because you know, when you're involved in WWE, eventually you become a wrestler, maybe. You get in the ring, maybe. Right? So yep. she's using it to further her career. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, we're saying what's up to Maro Rimorin, one of our Smart Henry writers. He is the guy who takes care of the obits. So you, are, <laughs> you shouldn't be happy if he's writing. Because we're not happy that he's finally written something again. Oh, to be fair, okay. uh, he also he also wrote something earlier this year that wasn't an obituary. So oh, there's did he? that. Yeah, he did. Oh, right? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're Some right. guys are also sending their thoughts on Kumu. Should we get to this? Yeah, yeah. Yes, Chino, go, please. Go I was it, I, I was about to say go for the uh, Kumu shoutouts. All right, Sabini. See Antoine the Vossier. So is sending his thoughts on Kumu as well. He is saying that for the, the ambulance match, Randy Orton attempts an RKO from the top of the ambulance but lands on the table, and then that, that is how Drew wins. So, see, see Stevie Palaya from the Kiki One says that. Drew wins. See, Antoine Lavoisier also uh, said a few other things that we will get to, but But Stevie says that they should bring back Leaki. <laughs> which was, if you guys don't know who Leahi is, that was Roman <laughs> Reigns' old NXT or FCW character. And I love even before, before NXT, there was FCW and Leahi. Nico Gomez sent us a Tortillos Realist. Thank you hey, for that. Shut up. Thank you. Thank you. And now I want chips. Oh, my God. Uh, also, Sammy Stevie, Sammy pins AJ while he applies the calf crusher to Jeff Hardy. Wow, I'm intense, none. And that AJ should have stayed in quarantine. Wow. wow. Okay. <laughs> Off of that, do you guys want to talk about more COVID news? Or Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, we it. were going to get Go to that. It. Okay, so in COVID news, Lance Archer ha- has tested positive for the coronavirus, and that's why he was not on Dynamite this week. So if you remember from last week... They were building towards a six-man main event featuring John Moxley, Will Hobbs, and Darby Allen taking on Lance Archer and and Team Taz, Team Taz, Team Taz. That's right. Yeah, see Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. Yeah, that didn't happen. Instead, we got uh, the King. We got Eddie Kingston in the main event against John Moxley. Great match, great promo. Uh, but yeah, people were wondering now since he Lance Archer. So the answer is COVID. A lot of yeah. other AEW wrestlers also tested positive. Um, although he didn't release the full list, people are speculating that it might be the enhancement talent brought in from out of state. Because if you right. watch Dark, if you watch Dark, you you've been seeing a lot of new faces debut, and so people are speculating. Although this isn't an official um, statement by AEW that uh, those people might have been the carriers of the virus, 
Now that he said... Ni Griff Garrison. Ay, no, kasalanan ni... Kasalanan ni... Ni Embaku. Embaku? Is that his name? Embaku? Embadu. Embadu. Or the, ano, the Megabyte Ronnie. <laughs> Megabyte Ronnie. <laughs> Megabyte Ronnie's my favorite gimmick ever. Like, if it, He does the people's elbow with a hot dog a hot in his mouth. I don't know if he's Megabyte. Yung he's a competitive eater. Yeah, that's yeah. That, I just got that right now. <laughs> he's he's a competitive eater. That's his old gimmick. Anyway, that's the case, guys. And you're running shows during a global pandemic. We've covered this on more than one occasion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I don't want to talk about it again. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It is what it is. It'll happen. We're going to take a quick break from our thoughts on the shows not named Raw and SmackDown. But before we get to that, here's another show from Podcast Network Asia that you might want to check out. Hi, I'm RJ Ledesma. Get inside the heads of the country's sharpest and most innovative business personalities and entrepreneurs. Hack your way to success as you learn more about how they think about business. What are their best practices and success secrets? How do they innovate their businesses during the pandemic? And what opportunities do they see in the new normal? Join me on the RG Ledesma podcast. Yeah, so you are. Yeah. Maybe stop yeah, bringing so in guys from out of state. That's it. Yeah, That's maybe, give, maybe use the same guys. What's yeah. so wrong about the same five guys? To be WWE fair, there's too it. many guys, too many guys and girls in AEW. Now I I can't even keep track anymore. Like uh, the names Ben Carter and Lee Johnson fell on my radar today, and yesterday I had no idea who they were. See Lee Johnson, you know, uh, the guy MJF forced to wear the pin on during his campaign. Okay. And yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, that was Lee Johnson. See, ben Carter, I've only heard of today, so. Maybe he has COVID. Maybe he doesn't. I don't no, know. he does not have COVID. I don't think he does. He just wrestled on the late night dynamite. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you need a match to catch, by the way, from AEW that people are talking about, uh, you have to go catch um, Ben Carter versus Lee Johnson. By all accounts, it was a great match. I was watching it, kept it in the background, Kanina. I liked what I saw. Uh, there were shades of Ricochet Osprey. From that, yeah. uh, was, that that one July show three years ago. Yeah, the whole the whole dueling moves gimmick that people keep doing actually were able to pull it off very well and super impressive. And that was actually my pick for this week. Sige, pag-usapan natin yan mamaya konti. Um, anything else happening on AEW aside from uh, Cody returning? Cody's back, by the way. Uh, he's got oh, yeah. he ditched the the bleached blonde hair. He's got black hair all over again. And he's clearly seeking revenge against Mr. Brody Lee. Okay. Didn't he challenge him to a match? Like what? Did he, like a match with a stipulation? So I hindi pa ako nakarating don. I'm just reading AEW results. Like I caught up on okay. NXT and I didn't make it uh, that far into AEW. All right. Okay. I think he challenged him to um. I can't remember what the stipulation was, but I let go after he destroyed. He destroyed the Dark Order. He beat up five Penn, Reynolds, and Silver, and I think Stu Grayson, I'm not really sure. It's like he just beat up everybody who wasn't named Brody Lee. And then he challenged Brody Lee to a match. 
Yeah, there, there's uh, there's a different edge to Cody. Like he dresses different, he kind of acts different. So um, there are some people online who are comparing him to Sting during his Ooh. WCW run. Na parang uh, there's a there's a darker side to Cody. So this should be interesting at least, especially since he's taking on the uh, the Dark Order. So there. Bro, we have thoughts. Hey. I wonder if he's gonna yeah, go back to wearing face paint since you mentioned that he was taking inspiration from Sting. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say, they might use this to catapult into the rumored online mill of a new Four Horsemen. Uh, okay. He's been doing the, the figure for a lot lately. No, that's what I'm going to do. But more now than ever. But he's actually okay, okay. figure for it. So if Cody's okay. Flair, who are Arne and Tully and Oli? Uh, nobody knows. Darby Allen. Imagine if Darby Allen was in the new. Is Darby Allen. See si Orange Cassidy. Chira si Pineapple Pete. <laughs> That's the new Four Horsemen right there. Uh, Darby <laughs> Allen and the best friends. Uh, Darby <laughs> Allen, Pineapple Pete, and Serpentico. <laughs> so no. random. No, Darby Allen, Dustin Rhodes, and QT Marshall. Oh, yeah, 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 Matt Cardona, right, right, right. Fine. Okay, uh, let's talk about NXT a bit because I was able to catch at least the entire episode of NXT. And I'm really happy that Kyle O'Reilly is the new number one contender against Finn Balor. So he won the Gauntlet Eliminator match. And I love how they booked him. They booked him really strong. So he was in the first two against Kushida. Tapos, he eliminated basically everyone not named Kushida. And he eliminated them all in a variety of ways. He hit Bronson Reed with a, a, a diving knee to the back of the head. Si Thatcher na roll up niya. And then he submitted Cameron Grimes. Really good stuff. And I, I like how Adam Cole and Roddy appeared at the end of the episode to congratulate uh, Kyle and be super happy for him. I, I don't know if this is going to lead to like a Randy Orton... Uh, turn na parang evolution style from 16 years ago uh, but I, I like where this is going I like that someone else not named Adam Cole pero part pa rin ng Undisputed Era is in the main event again yeah I agree I just didn't like how Timothy Thatcher wasn't the last guy eliminated but uh, I agree that Kylo Riley is a breath of fresh air it might not be the biggest name especially when you're trying to go up against uh, AEW but it's all good Oh, good. I also expected the Randy Orton turn to maybe happen, but I think they'll they'll save that for if ever someone else not named Adam Cole were to win the championship. So I feel like Kyle O'Reilly has always been the best wrestler out of the four of them. Like, yeah, I agree. I, I, I saw his one match in Russell Kingdom against Bob Fish, and that to me made, it made me a Kyle O'Reilly fan right there and then. So to see him perform at this level on NXT to get a title shot, nonetheless, is it's very it's very impressive. Uh, so congrats to him. So, so hopefully they don't drop the ball with this booking. They're supposed to be trying to make him a face or make the undisputed era a face. I don't really know how they because you have Roddy yeah, exactly. Strong and Bobby Fish in the tag team title picture. Tapos kalaban nila next week sina Oni Lorcan and Daniel. Or or faces, right? So. Again, it's it's still pretty up in the air. Uh, they do a better uh, job jumping things. 
I'm not sure if Adam Cole, uh, sorry, sorry, if uh, KOR and Bobby Fish had a Wrestle Kingdom match na singles, but I know Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole did in 2017. It's Kyle O'Reilly versus somebody else, and I remember there was a spot that started things off where they, they spat on each other, and then they just began kicking the hell out of both heads. That's the match that sticks out to me. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited for TakeOver 31. Uh, that is going to be on October 4, US Times, or October 5, Dito sa Pinas. And they already have three matches lined up, all championship matches. So Damian Priest versus Gargano, Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae, who won that Battle Royal, and Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly for the NXT title. So we'll predict that uh, next week. Diba? Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano. Did you mention that? I did. I did, sir. Okay, uh, before we wrap up, let's mention NXT UK because that's back. I caught the first episode. I think uh, Ro and Chino did too. Yes. That main event was pretty good. Ilya Dragunov versus Noam Dar. Super intense. Um, it, it was kind of tight, but I liked it because it didn't take up like half the episode, which is uh, mm. very refreshing. And they were able to reintroduce a lot of characters. The other ones I not because it's been so long since I last watched an episode of NXT UK. But it was also very nice to see some familiar faces like Galos, Kaylee Ray, uh, you know, Dar and Ilya Dragunov, and of course uh, Imperium. So I'm just happy that NXT UK is back, dude. I also like how it's a more polished product. Basically, they've been gone six months now. I'm about maybe mm-hmm. less, yeah, more or less, yeah, yeah, six more or less six yeah. months, right? They've been gone six months now, and it's so it's basically like they're starting from scratch. And if that were the case, I like how they were able to. Set up in a studio rather than just some random festival or auditorium. Nothing against that. Right? That's very indie wrestling. Right? But if you're going to be marketed under the WWE banner, I like how they were able to put them up with a Titan Tron, with the rampway, give them actual entrances, right? give them, make it more, make it more thematic and cinematic and feel. Make it more like a WWE product. That last bit where Walter just walks up. To Ilya Dragunov, that's very reminiscent of whatever the WWE does before and up till now. So I like how we have that feel for NXT UK, and I'm also it also makes me excited for other things like the uh, Championship Cup. Sorry, what's it called? The, the Heritage NXT Cup. UK Heritage Her- Cup. Heritage Cup, which I'm very interested in seeing. So again, good job NXT UK. I don't know what you were saying because you do know NXT UK used to tape in arenas, right? Didang naman and ballrooms. Yeah, and ballrooms. Yeah, I mean, as a ballroom, an acceptable place. No ballroom. Yes. No, a ballroom. I mean, ballroom, not ballroom, ballroom. Pero alam mo that's what they call arenas over there. Yeah. Uh, So I only caught uh, one or two NXT UK. uh, That's the problem. No. Okay. Wait. Let me explain. Let me explain. Before you react. (laughs) You want to go NXT are either the oh. ones that take place in the download festival. Oh, yeah, pala. Or, or the one that takes place in like a theater, I think. Was it a yeah, you're not in the ballroom. In theater, you're not in the Royal Albert Hall, but not in the Royal Albert Hall. What? Royal Albert Hall, because it didn't look like Royal Albert Hall. No, I, no, I didn't say Royal it was Albert the Royal Hall. Albert Hall. I was no, saying in it those, simulated in those, the vibe of the Royal Albert Hall. In those venues, they they have the usual setup just fine, except for the download festival. So, uh, if you do actually watch it more regularly, uh, they actually 
do stuff in arenas. So, naman all the time, naman lagi. Pag may special events, it's still sad. But at it's not like they haven't system. done. Yeah, it's not like they haven't done arenas, you know, at all. But yeah, for this one, they done. It's a studio. It looks good. I just wish that they're able to have the the non-competing wrestlers be uh, part of the audience like NXT does in the performance I agree. center. Because uh, once again, we're going back to a wrestling product without an audience, and I hate it. I just hate it so much. Yeah, Like I, I really tried to get invested in the other matches, like uh, the young women's match, uh, si Valkyrie and uh, Isla Dawn. I think I, I tried to get invested in a match like that, but I, I just couldn't because walang crowd. So you know. You, you know why I don't watch enough NXT UK. <laughs> and this might sound racist at hell, but there are just some accents that are so hard to understand. Like Scott, like Kaylee Kay- Ray and, and Piper Niven are both Scottish. And I love that their whole, accents. And that whole segment, I mean, it was so it was so thick. How can you understand anything? Dude, Nikki How Cross has a thicker accent than Kaylee Ray and Piper and Niven. I don't combined. understand her either. It's like I watch foreign films, but they also have subtitles. So, <laughs> so no, that, but to right? be fair, to be totally fair, uh, Chino isn't the only one who thinks that way. Uh, a lot of people do find that the accents are a barrier to understanding some stuff. But uh, at least as long as you have, like, you know, Decent sounding commentary, which you have in uh, the guys, uh, yes. especially with Nigel back on NXT UK. Oh, hi, naman siya. Understandable, pa naman siya. Andy, Andy Shepard, yeah. Yeah, Andy Goodson Shepard. Right, yeah. Uh, I just want to take a moment to uh, to shout out yung gear ni na Ilya Dragunov and Imperium. Uh, Maro over on, in the comment section is showing love to Ilya Dragunov's shirt. So it's got these um, USSR motif- motifs on them, and then the word Undesigbar, which means invincible. I think it's a badass shirt, by the way. And uh, the only thing that really um, trumps that right now, for lack of a better term, is the Imperium tracksuits, which I found on WWE Shop, by the way. So you can get your Imperium tracksuit. Medyo mahal siya. No, no, no. Jacket lang. Tracksuit lang. Jacket lang. <laughs> I would like to if I could find yung tracksuit na Walter lang yung nakalagay. Kasi Imperium lang yung binibenta nila eh. So, wala yung individuals like Wolf, Bartel, Iker, Uh-oh. and Walter. I, w- I wouldn't want the individual ones kasi I don't want their names in my... Yeah, I want the Imperium one. Exactly. Yeah, I want the Imperium one. I want one the one there. that just says Imperium. Sana, uh, th- those tracksuits are badass. I'd like to have one. If anybody's listening, malapit na rin magpasko. Uh, it's got <laughs> Imperium. The mat is sacred. Uh, the mat is sacred on the back. Really good stuff. The Dragonov shirt is on sale. It's, it's twelve. It is. It and, is. Yeah. Twelve dollars in the shop. Yes, sir. Okay. Wait um, a little bit longer, guys. It might go on sale <laughs> this weekend. Kasi, yeah, that's true. That's true. Paper right? Yeah. Or you can wait another six months. That's clearance. All that. All that. Okay, last couple of thoughts before we get out of here. Um, there are rumors abound that Melina is coming back to WWE. And she's denying those rumors, trying to shoot them down. But we also know from recent history that just because a wrestler says they're not going back to WWE doesn't mean that the rumors are false. Case in point, John Morrison. Oh, 
I, I've learned to not believe a denial anymore. Some people are going to say, oh, don't believe the dirt sheets because they make stuff up uh, whenever, you, whenever they get the chance. But uh, at this point, we are in a time where the dirt sheets are credible no matter uh, no matter whether you like it or not, there is some truth to what they're reporting. So uh, I would take the denial with a grain of salt. Chino, any thoughts? No, I like Melina. So if she does come back, then good for her. But I don't really know where she's been this past 20 years. Uh, or she was last in NWA. Okay, so yeah. Uh, I like I like Melina. I'm glad to see her back. Uh, we can ask about Batista's you-know-what when she does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, the New Japan, uh, the, the G1 Climax, rather, in New Japan... Uh, started last weekend. So, any thoughts on that? I'm just really watching out for Minoru uh, okay. versus Jeff Cobb. For those who want to get into it but may find it a little daunting, this year is the best time to get into it because the match, the, the shows themselves are cut really short. Like, I think they're half as long or, you know, uh, two thirds as long as they used to be. Uh, opening tag matches with the off block guys. Uh, it's just cut down to one Young Lions match and then, you know, the five-block matches. So they're really short. Um, they're around two hours long now. So oh, you wow. Can, yeah, you can, you can... That's short for an NJPW show. Yeah, that is really, really short uh, <laughs> for an NJPW show. So go definitely watch that if you can. As far as you can always cherry-pick the matchups you want to catch. They have all been... Uh, most of them have been great. Some of some of them are as you would expect them to be, like Toru Yano matches. So there is a lot of thing to get in, there are a lot of things to get into for all wrestling fans. I saw people losing their minds online about a Suzuki versus Ishii. Tama about yeah, that's going to be my Ishii pick. Match. That was going uh, <laughs> to be your pick. Okay, so we'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah, my man, my man. No, we can get there now. Actually, I think we've pretty much talked about everything that we have to, unless I missed something. Meron ba? Okay, let's get to it. Uh, Picks of the week. If you're new to the show, then this is the part where we cherry pick one match or segment or promo that you have to catch. If there's just one thing you have to catch for this week. So let's start with Rose since binanggit mo na yung Minoru Suzuki versus Ishii match. Yeah, it's tough to choose a pick of the week lately because there have been so much, there's been so much great wrestling going around no matter what promotion. You just have to, you know, walk into a promotion and you'll find a good match really quickly. Uh, if you have enough time, you will. You should definitely get in all of them. But my pick of the week is uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Tomohiro Ishii from day one of Block A. Really good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Uh, actually, that's the maganda. But you know, gun to my head, I would choose that. How about you, Chino? My pick is Retribution. They're just kidding. I, my pick is going. <laughs> Uh, I think is that, imagine if that was my pick, right? Uh, it's so many good things about resting, and that's what you pick. Uh, my pick is actually going to, uh, as we earlier mentioned, a match on AEW Dark between Lee Johnson and Ben Carter. Um, this uh, I love AEW Dark because most of the time it's like two hundred squash matches and then one or two good matches, right? And they, guys, this is this is that one good match in this week's episode of Dark, right? Agreed, agreed. So, uh, this, this is the match you should watch 
because AEW has so many guys on their roster. Diba? They keep citing all these guys, and it, it's hard to see where their trajectory is as a company. Who are they going to prioritize? Why are they getting so many legends and former WWE guys? But if they really wanted to build new people up, they can do so on the backs of Will Hobbs, of Lee Johnson, and of Ben Carter. Because it was such a very well-put-together match. I like Will Hobbs. Right. Yeah, I like I Will Hobbs. He's also a Bay Area kid, so I love that. Yeah. Uh, ako naman, pick of the week ko is the Gauntlet Eliminator match. That was a lot of fun on NXT. And you know, uh, of course, we know that more. Uh, we know that more locally as Path of Gold. And nakamis din, syempre, you know, local wrestling. We haven't had it in half a year, in more than half a year. So to see it in some form on my screen, in the form of the Gauntlet Eliminator, was nice. The way they booked Ky- uh, Kyle O'Reilly was great. Wasn't perfect. I hated Velveteen Dream getting involved. Um, um, I, I wish Timothy Thatcher was the last guy that KOR had to eliminate. But other than that, it was a fun match. So there. On that note, we're about to end this week's stream. So thank you very much to everybody who's joined us so far. Any last-minute Kumu shoutouts, Chino? Yes, we have a bunch of guys sending us their thoughts on Kumu. Sabani Jeb Regala. See, Pete Dunn is, is actually a NXT UK producer now. Uh, oh, wow. So, uh, that's, uh, I don't know where he got this news from, but thank you for that. Also, there's this new girl named, uh, French lady named Amal. So that's also great. I have actually seen her uh, in her one and only match on NXT UK, I think. Uh, Antoine Lavoisier is asking Do you think that Retribution would attack some SmackDown card matches for, for Clash of Champions? He's asking that question off of Kubo. No. Yeah, I think so. no, obviously not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're actually we're all exclusive now, as per some earlier reports. So there's that. So Jeb Regala shared our stream, guys. Thanks, Jeb, and also Aliazia V. Thank you for following us on Kubu. Thank you everybody to for sending their thoughts and their gifts on Kubu. Family JC is a fanboy. Kawaii kawaii, my fellow WWE universe. What's up to you? JC is a fanboy. What's up, also, man? Also, thank you guys for watching on today's stream. QJ, QJDDLLER. Superhero O2, Ross D. Perez, It's Lance Cody, and Slickmaster. Thank you for joining us on this full stream. All right, so confirming that Pete Dunn is an NXT UK producer. So there was a screenshot that uh, uh, was was found on Twitter. Um, it was an NXT UK vignette, and see Pete wow. Dunn did get a credit. Now he's an NXT UK producer right now. Wow, that explains a lot. <laughs> yep, there you have it. Okay, uh, before we get out of here, just want to let you know that the Lazada affiliate link of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast is still active. You can actually find it on Twitter, but in case... Uh, you want to shop right now after the stream, go ahead and type this uh, this URL. It is tinyurl.com slash wrestling wrestling x lazada. Again, tinyurl.com slash wrestling wrestling x lazada. Uh, start with that link, go to the app or to the site, then make sure you check it out. You pay for the product, and when that product gets delivered to you, we get a small cut out of that, and it goes towards production costs, keeps us running, goes to PNA, keeps the podcast network running as well. So, uh, thank you very much to everybody who's cashed in on those links as early as now. And uh, 
we also have the exclusive audio-only version of uh, one of our episodes for this week. It's an interview with Fala Ba of Impact Wrestling. It's, it, it's already up on Spotify and your favorite podcatcher, so go check that out. Dami kweto ni Kuya Fala. And um, he, he's very, very candid, very laid back. One of the more fun interviews we've had on the podcast for sure. Yeah, he so was go so... check that out. He was so willing to answer so many questions. So it was such an insightful interview into his mind in the 15 years he's been wrestling. So it's a good listen. Yep. Uh, quick plugs on our end. I'm going to start. Newest episode of On Deck should be up. If not tonight, then by tomorrow. I've got veteran sportscaster Noel Zarate. He's uh, the voice of Solar Sports and one of the voices of PBA Radio. He's going to be uh, on deck. So go check that out as well. Uh, just search for On Deck Stancy on Spotify, then that's going to come up. And yeah, that's about it on my end. On my, on my end, I actually have a new episode of Class Clown with Chino Liao. And this week, it's all about the sciences. I have three local scientists and science communicators on my podcast, as well as Dr. Ramon Cabuchan. We talk about everything from biology, astronomy, Flat Earthers, geography, that lahat and on this episode. And if you listen closely, you'll hear Dr. Mon shout at these kids. It's so funny. So there's that. Check it out on Spotify. Type out Chino Liao or it's on my socials at Chino Supersize. And Ro? Oh, hi. Uh, you know, the usual. Follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash shang underscore daddy for games. Uh, gonna be playing old games, Final Fantasy VII still, maybe Mafia this weekend. Hey, that's it. All right, there you have it. Any feedback you want to send our way, you can direct it to at Wrestling Two X Pod on Twitter, at Wrestling Wrestling Pod on Instagram, uh, on on Kumu at Wrestling Wrestling Pod, and on Instagram Bosha at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. As for us individually, it's at Chino Supersized, at Rois War, and at underscore Stan C. And if you want cameras back. Just hit him up at Caveman Camus. So on behalf of everybody, uh, we just want to say thank you to Babyface producer Nikai and the intern slash sound engineer slash producers that are behind the scenes for keeping the podcast up and running. Mga strangers lift. Oh, mga strangers na we'll never hear from, whose faces we'll never see, but we know they're there. Para kami si Michael Jackson, you're not alone. They are the retribution of PNA. Oh my God. <laughs> Which one of you is Slapjack? <laughs> Sino yung T-bar nyo? Anyway, thank you so much to the Podcast Network Asia family for all the work that they do. Thank you for downloading, streaming, subscribing, liking, and for joining us every Thursday. This will be our new weekly habit. Dina tayo Wednesday nights. It's Thursdays at 7 right here on Kumu and on Facebook. So on behalf of Romaran and Chino Liao and babyface producer Nikai Lucanias, my name is Stan C. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Out. Peace. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.